0: Welcome to the Neighbourhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighbourhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast.
1: We are... Uh, We're really privileged as a church a a couple of months ago to announce that Jenny Helgawox was coming on staff as our uh, new in-house counselor. And she has been busy, and she has been serving us well, and she has brought a lot of delight to us. Uh, Tonight, we want to introduce her husband to you, uh, Louis halb is going to preach to us tonight. Louis is on staff uh, with our denomination in both the Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Northwestern, Ontario areas as a church and vitality coach, uh, recognized uh, as a guy who can just bring life to churches, pastored for uh, ever and ever and ever in Carlisle and now moving to uh, Saskatoon, a man who is missional in heart, a man uh, who loves God and loves to see people uh, get to f- know about Jesus and follow him. So give Louis a real warm welcome uh, to our service today. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor
2: John. Good evening, neighborhood church. Yeah, it's a good evening, right? It's great to be together. Uh, I am excited everyone here in person I am so glad you're here everybody joining us online you are not uh, you, nobody is here by accident God has a plan and a purpose for every one of us tonight do you believe that yeah. I believe that amen uh, as Pastor John said my name is Louis Hubgoks I am the church coach and vitalization catalyst for the Saskatchewan district and the Manitoba Northwest Ontario district but much more importantly I am Jenny's husband Amen. That is uh, the important part. I'm excited. Um, your in-house counselor. If you're going to just, uh, if you just join with me in a word of prayer, let's bow together. Uh, Heavenly Fathers, we look to your word today. I pray that your word would become alive in our lives. Not simply words that are written on a page, but truths that are embedded in the very being and DNA of who we are. Help us each to become the walking, talking, breathing word of God. Help us to become the hands and feet, the tangible presence of Jesus wherever we go. Father, may we be mindful that we are the temples of the Spirit of God and where we go, the Spirit of God goes in a unique way into each and every situation. Tonight, remind us of these truths and send us out in this reality, we pray. Amen? Well... It is my privilege to be invited to speak in the midst of this sermon series. You guys are in the midst of a series on the book of Acts called Unfinished. Pastor John asked me to talk on Acts 9, the conversion of Saul from uh, confusion to confession. Um, My story is that I came to faith uh, as an adult. I, uh, I grew up in the Catholic church and I was actually an altar boy into my early 20s. Um, but I just never had a personal relationship with Jesus. I just never had a personal faith. And then in my early 20s, uh, I ended up being invited by a, by a friend to, a, to an event and they had a church service and they had an altar call and I responded and, uh, and my life was forever transformed. Within two years of giving my life to Christ, I was actually in Bible college and then on staff at Elam Church here in Saskatoon. So within two years, I was being called pastor. And then shortly after that, for 17 and a half years, we pastored in southeastern Saskatchewan at onechurch.ca, where we had the privilege, Jenny and I, of seeing hundreds and hundreds of people come to faith, give their lives to Jesus, and move from confusion uh, to confession to to action, living out their faith. And when we uh, stepped into this new role just over a year ago, 75 plus percent of our church was new to faith since we'd been pastoring. People had entered the family of God, had gone from not knowing Jesus, to, to knowing of him, to having an encounter with him that changed their lives, to living out their lives following Jesus Christ. As, uh, as we journey together now as a part of the neighborhood church, uh, as my wife is here on staff and we are now members here at the church, I look forward to getting to know you and to know your story But we all need to know that wherever we are in faith, our journey with Jesus is unfinished. He has more for us. If this is the first time you've ever been in church or if you've been in church for decades, your story, your journey is unfinished. God has something more for you. So we're going to read Acts chapter 9, we're going to read the conversion story of of Saul who becomes Paul, and we're going to continue from there. So Acts chapter 9, if you've got your Bibles with you, feel free to open up, it'll be on the screen and online for those joining at home. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest, he requested letters addressing, uh, he requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the rest of the followers of the way, of any of the followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on a mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down on him and he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? <laughs> Who who, who are, who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard a sound of somebody's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when his eyes opened, he was blind, so his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there for he remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord spoke to him in a vision calling, Ananias. Yes, Lord, replied Ananias. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I've shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and, and laying hands on him so that he can see again but 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 but, but lord exclaimed Ananias I've heard many people talk about the terrible things that this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem and he's authorized by the leading priest to to arrest everyone who calls upon your name but the lord said go Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well to the people of Israel, and I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. We don't ever see that cross shade in a little pillow, do we? Oh, somewhat funny, guys. Come on. So Ananias went and found Saul. Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he recognized, or he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Days And immediately began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues. Saying, he is indeed the son of God. All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who who caused such devastation amongst the followers in Jerusalem, they asked? And didn't he come here to arrest them and take them in chains to the leading priest? Saul's preaching became more and more powerful. And the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proof that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. After some, after a while, some of the Jews plotted together to kill him. Unfinished. Whoever says the Bible is boring has never read the Bible. Saul is going out to kill Christians. It actually says he was eager. (laughs) Guess what we're doing today, boys.
0: He was eager to kill Christians, and then he has an encounter with the living God
2: now they're trying to kill him because he's had such a life changing encounter with Jesus. We're going to talk about conversion, becoming a follower of Jesus. In the book of Acts, there's kind of 11 main conversion stories. They all have similar aspects. None of them are are exactly the same. But basically, first and foremost, you have to hear the gospel. Somebody has to tell you about Jesus. You have to know of Jesus, right? Makes sense. If you're going to become a follower of Jesus, if you're going to encounter Jesus, you actually have to know about Jesus, right? And then there's some combination of believing and confessing and, and, and repenting. And every story is a little bit different, but there's some, kind of some combination because, because sometimes while you're repenting, you can also be confessing and declaring belief, and, but, but there's some kind of blending of all of them. And then the vast majority of times, it's always followed immediately by action, baptism. 10 of the 11 times, it's instantaneously the 11th time, it's, it's assumed. So you have to know of Jesus, then you have this encounter with Jesus, and then you start living your life by following Jesus. So we're going to wrap it up into know, encounter, follow. Right? Know of Jesus, have an encounter with Jesus, and then live your life following Jesus, his words and his ways. Know of Jesus. People need to know of Jesus if they're ever going to step into a relationship with him or have an encounter with him. The interesting part about Paul's story is that Paul was actually hostile, right? He was hostile to the gospel. But I want you to know something, that hostile to the gospel is okay. Hostile is okay because that actually means, it actually means they already know something about the gospel message, right? It's hard to be angry against somebody you haven't met yet. It's hard to be angry with somebody or hostile towards something you don't know anything about. So hostile is okay because it means he actually already knew about Jesus. He didn't necessarily agree yet, but he knew about him. And hostile is also okay because God isn't finished with hostile people. Their story is unfinished. Right? Hostile to the gospel is okay because God isn't finished with hostile people. Their story is it's unfinished. Uh, Lee Strobel, the author of A Case for Christ, he, uh, he came to faith as someone who was hostile to the gospel. His wife came home one day and said she started going to church and, was, and had become a Christian. And this infuriated Lee. So he thought he was going to do everything he could to research and prove to her that she was, that she was a little bit simple. That's not good marriage advice. FYI. That, that was free. Okay. So he went and he got into it. He researched and he interviewed people and he connected with people. And as he was getting to know about Jesus, all of a sudden he had an encounter with Jesus. Transformed his life. Nikki Gumbel in the Alpha training videos. And, and we just had the Alpha Holy Spirit weekend here this weekend. Nikki Gumbel in the Alpha training videos actually tells us. In those videos, he says, actually, the people who are the most hostile towards the gospel often end up becoming the best leaders. People who storm out of Alpha in session five, six, seven, because they just get so mad. like I can't take it. And they take off. But week eight or nine, they come back and they're like, stink. I was angry, but I kept learning about this Jesus. And now I've had an encounter with him and it's radically changed my life. In, uh, in Carlisle, we've seen, like I said, numerous people come to faith, and we had a number of, of guys starting to come to faith in their families, and we had a whole bunch of uh, volunteer firefighters. But the fire chief was hostile to the gospel, and he kept intentionally booking things on a Sunday morning uh, and trying to get the guys who were new to faith, who were coming to church, to go to this extra practice or extra training one Sunday morning, about 30 minutes before the service starts, we, we were praying kind of down a hallway, and as we finished praying, I, I opened my eyes, and I seen the fire chief walk through the doors of the church. And being the good pastor who's just very holy, my first thought was, oh, stink, why is he here? I bet you he's got something planned. He's come to take all the, the guys out, all the volunteer fire. He's, he's probably come to, to take them all out to go do some other drill because he was hostile to the gospel, but being hostile is okay because the story wasn't wasn't finished. So I went up and I said, hey, what's going on? And I found out that That God, that Jesus was working in his life, pulling on his heart, and even though he was hostile to the gospel, and even though he was doing things that were totally opposed and trying to keep others away from church, Jesus was working in his life, and he stepped through the doors of the church that Sunday because he was looking to have an encounter with the living God. And I later got to to pray with him and lead him to faith. His story was unfinished. Unfinished. And you see, sometimes I actually need to remember not to write people off just because they were hostile. Hostile to me, or hostile to the gospel, or hostile to the church, or or because they said something stupid on Facebook about me or the church. I, I need to not write them off because their story is unfinished. Their story is unfinished. You need to know of Jesus. In order to have a conversion experience, you have to know of Jesus. And then you need to actually have an encounter with Jesus. Some combination of believing and and confessing and, and repenting. In Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10, Paul writes, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it's by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. In Acts chapter 2.38 Peter said to them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Belief confession repentance have an encounter with Jesus whether it's a supernatural encounter like the Apostle Paul who heard a voice from heaven and the people around him were like what just happened? Or whether it's having an encounter by responding to, a, to an altar call or, or following somebody who leads you in a prayer of, of confession and repentance and declaring that you believe Jesus is who he said he was, God in the flesh, that, it, that you confess that he is Lord and Savior. To repent and say, God, I, I want to turn away from my sin and I, I can't do it without you having an encounter with Jesus. I grew up not having a personal real relationship with Jesus, but my story was unfinished. And then I had an encounter. I had an encounter where I went forward before an altar, and I, and I followed somebody in a prayer, and I, I talked with somebody, and, and I realized that, I said, you know what? I, I believe Jesus is who he said he was, and I'm going to confess that that He will be my Savior, but He'll also be my Lord. And with His help, I'll, I'll turn away from my sins. And my life was forever changed because I had an encounter with Jesus. And when anyone has an encounter with Jesus, they cannot stay the same. If you have an encounter with a living God, your life will be different. My, my priorities were radically changed. My life plan, the five-year plan, I knew what I was doing, A B radically changed. Some of my attitudes and beliefs were all of a sudden radically changed because I encountered the living Lord. And that changes your life. How I thought about finances, how I spent money, it changed. Because I encountered... I encounter Jesus. And when you have an encounter with Jesus, everything changes. You need to know of Jesus. You need to have an encounter with Jesus. And then we are still not finished. Because then we need to start living our life following Jesus. We need to take action, we need to behave as Jesus specified. And first and foremost, we need to follow his command and his example through baptism. Water baptism almost always happened immediately upon conversion. As you see on that, uh, that chart of the 11 accounts in Acts. In Acts chapter 2, 3,000 people come to faith. We love that story, right? Pentecostals. Spirits unleashed. 3,000 people come to faith. You know what it says in that story? That right after 3,000 people came to faith, you know what they did? They got baptized. Now, if that was one little horse trough, that had been some nasty water by the end. But right? People knew of Jesus, they had an encounter with Jesus, and then they got baptized. They started, they took the first step in living their life following Jesus. In Acts 8, uh, with Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, immediately they hear the gospel, they encounter Jesus, they get baptized. In Acts 9, with Apostle Paul, right away he gets baptized. In 10, with Cornelius' house. In Acts 16, with Lydia and the Philippian jailer. Actually, I love the one in the Philippian jailer in Acts 16 the ground shakes. We know the story, many of us. The doors fly open. The jailer realizes what's going on. He thinks the, the people are locked up or, or have left. He runs to find out what's going to happen. He's about to take his life. And Paul says, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't kill yourself. We're still here. And he's encountered by something radical, a person who's living their life following Jesus, who just didn't run and flee. He hears the gospel. He's encounter with Jesus. You know what happens? Let's read it on the screen. Acts 16, verse 33. Even at that hour of night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. It's three in the morning. I just met Jesus. I just had an encounter with Jesus. What do we do? Okay, we got to start following Jesus. That's right now. Let's do it. What's step one? Baptism, get her done. They, they, they had such an encounter with Jesus that it changed the trajectory of their life and they were going to start to follow him that moment. What's my first step? Baptism. Okay, I'm not waiting until tomorrow. His entire household. Let, let, let's just make it happen right now. I'm not wasting another moment. Because after I encountered Jesus, I may full have realized I may have wasted the first part of my life because I didn't know who the living God was and I wasn't living my life following him and I'm not wasting another hour. I'm taking step one right now. You need to know of Jesus. You need to have an encounter with Jesus and you can have an encounter with him today because he is the alive and living Lord. And after you've had an encounter with him, It's time to start following, living life, following Jesus. Here at the neighborhood church, we understand the importance of living our lives following Jesus. Our our saying here, right? As we help people find and follow Jesus. That's what we're about. We help people find and follow Jesus. We help people take action, behave in a way that Jesus specified following him step after step after step. And guys, let's not wait till tomorrow. The Great Commission in Matthew 28, right? Jesus says, declares to us, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Live life following Jesus. And step one, both by Jesus' command and example, the way that we're to declare to the world that we're his followers is through baptism here at our church at the neighborhood church we are believing that we are going to have baptisms every week every week there's going to be somebody who knows of Jesus has an encounter with Jesus and isn't going to end there's going to say you know what i want to take The first step and I am going to follow the living Lord today. Every weekend. Unfinished. If this was your very first time in church, whether here in person or or online, you now at least know of Jesus or at least know a little bit of Jesus. But just knowing of Jesus is not where it ends. And in a few minutes, I'm going I'm to lead a prayer. And for anyone who, who wants, you can move from knowing of Jesus to, to knowing him and encountering him. Unfinished. For those of us who have had an encounter with our living Lord, our story is also unfinished. If you have breath in your lungs, your journey with Jesus is unfinished. Unfinished. believe, confess, repent, essential, important, but that's not the lip service where it ends. We have an encounter with Jesus. We come to know him in a real way today, and then we need to follow him. And by his command and his example, the way he wants us to tell the world we're his followers, first and foremost, is through baptism. Baptism. So today's your day. If you've had an encounter with Jesus but you haven't followed him in baptism, today's your day. Talk to a pastor today. If you're online, fill out the connect card today. Right now. I'll even give you permission to type while I'm talking. Right now. Fill it out. Make a commitment to make the next step in following Jesus. I- I- I'm ready. I'm ready to follow Jesus. I'm ready to follow his command and, and, and his example. I'm ready to, to tell the world that I'm his follower, that he's my Lord, that he's my savior. I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow his command. I'm going to follow his example. I'm going to take step one and get baptized. Unfinished. And for those of us who are like, oh, I'm, I'm good. I was already baptized. Life is Good, I've got that done. Perfect. I just want to tell you, your story is? You should be catching it by this time. Your story is? There we go. Because every day, everywhere you go, you are the representation of Jesus to the world. Everywhere you go, you go as the temple of the Spirit of God on earth in a unique way, and you bring the Spirit of God into every situation that you enter. Every situation should be different because you are a part of it, and you bring the Spirit of the living God that dwells in you into that situation, and that should make the situation and the atmosphere of that different. Having an encounter with Jesus is not where it ends. That's where it begins. The scripture we read right at the beginning, Paul's conversion. The Lord said to Ananias, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings and to as well as to the people of Israel, and I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. If you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are God's. You are Jesus' chosen instrument to take his good news message to the people that God has placed you within an arm's reach of. Your story is unfinished. You need to take the good news, the gospel, and tell your friends and your family and your coworkers and your enemies. You need to help them so that they can know Jesus so that they can have an encounter with him and so they can experience the eternal reward and become a part of the family and so that they can start to live life following Jesus. And if you've got enemies, it's okay. Hope you don't have too many, but people who are hostile to the gospel, that's okay, right? Because if they're hostile to the gospel, their story is also... There we go. Unfinished. I actually think the bigger problem isn't people who are hostile to the gospel. I think the biggest problem we have in our culture today is people are completely unaware of Jesus. He's just not on their radar. And that's actually not their fault. That's... (laughs) It's my fault. Because part of my job is not just to have said the sinner's prayer and kick back on the lazy boy and enjoy life but I've got a mission and a calling on my life. Jesus has chosen me to represent him to the people he's put me within arm's reach of, and I need to be someone who tells others of Jesus so that they can know of Jesus and journey with them and help them get to the point where they can make a decision for themselves whether they want to encounter the living Lord. And I have a responsibility to journey with them and help them take the steps of following Jesus. Step one, baptism. Step two, continued obedience and submission, continued work and ministry. Our job is unfinished. Wherever you are in your faith journey, your journey is unfinished. God has something more for you. If you'll join with me, let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we become before you aware that our story, our journey is unfinished. For those who are joining us tonight, and this is the, the first time you, you have not yet encountered Jesus, today's your opportunity you're in person or online and you just want to encounter Jesus. You want to have a real relationship with a living Lord, a risen savior. You want to know the God who loves you so much that he actually made a way for you to know him through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. If you want to have an eternal relationship with a living God, as we pray now with just eyes closed and heads bowed. If you're here in person or online, I just want you to raise your hand and, and signal That yes, I believe Jesus is who he said he was. I want to move from just knowing of Jesus to truly knowing him. I want to become his follower. Amen. As we're praying, I just want everyone to repeat after me together. Say, Heavenly Father, save me from my sins. Make me new. I want to know Jesus in a very real way. I believe Jesus is who He said He is. I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. I confess my sin, I accept your forgiveness. And with your help, I will turn from the sin in my life. Amen. As we just continue praying for a couple more moments, I just want to talk to those who have encountered Jesus, whether it was just now as we prayed or whether it's decades ago. Wherever you're at in your journey with Jesus, your journey is unfinished. As long as you still have breath in your lungs, your journey is not finished. And today is the day to move from just having had an encounter with him to beginning to live your life following him. If you've not been baptized, today's the day to make that decision. If you've been baptized... But, but you haven't started living that faith out by, by telling others of Jesus, today's the day to declare, I will no longer be passive. Jesus has chosen me as his instrument to share the good news with people in my community. If you're here and you know you just need to say yes, I need to take another step in following Jesus and living my life to follow Jesus whether it's a step of baptism, whether it's a step of, of helping someone else who doesn't know about Jesus know, know who he is, whether it's actually showing the tangible love of Jesus to someone who's been hostile to you and to the gospel. If you're here and you've encountered him, but you know you need to take another step, it's time to take another step to living your life following him as heads closed, heads bowed, and eyes closed. Just raise a hand where you're at, here and at home. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you. I thank you that we who have encountered you have encountered the living God. I thank you that you've been so gracious to us. And I pray for each person who's responded that whatever their next step is, they've made that commitment Spirit. Empower them to move forward in all that you have. Their story is unfinished. For those who haven't been baptized and responded, uh, today, contact somebody. Make a plan. Take the first step in following Jesus. For those of us who've responded by just saying, you know what, I know somebody in my life who doesn't know of Jesus. I need to make it part of my responsibility to share the gospel. Jesus, by your spirit, empower us to step boldly into those situations. Or even if it's somebody who we know is hostile, Lord, may that not turn us off, may that not cause us to to think less of them or to hide or not share the gospel, but may we be mindful of the apostle Paul and mindful that, that hostile is okay because hostile people, their story is also unfinished. And the apostle Paul who was hostile turned the world upside down. But somebody went shared, spoke with him, prayed for him, and helped journey with him. Lord, if we respond and say, you know what? I know someone who's hostile. I just need to be there. Father, we lay our lives down. We lay our lives down. We, we acknowledge our journey is unfinished. But today, wherever we're at, I pray that we commit to living every breath we have, to following you. Amen.
0: We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.